everybody. Welcome to another episode of Soju Graticals. <laughs> I'm Nikki. I, oh, shit. Right, right. We're going to keep this it, We, we yes. do this. We do this. Anyways. Yes. <clears throat> I am Nat. And I'm Nikki. <laughs> we are here to talk all things anime, mangas, dramas, books, cartoons, and all the in-between. Uh, so <laughs> let's start with what are we drinking? Um, okay, so today I am drinking, I don't, I've probably, I don't know if I've had one of these on the show before, but if not, then here's the introduction. So I'm actually drinking a, one of those like mixed drinks from in a can, right? But this mm-hmm. one's a Crown Royal mixed drink. So it's Crown I Royal. Of, I think I have one of those downstairs, you know, but yeah, sorry. Yeah, a Crown Royal? <laughs> I think so. So it's yeah. a Crown Royal Washington Apple. It's 7%. Vol- um, um, alcohol by the volume and it's Canadian whiskey shout out to Nat apple cranberry and other natural flavors carbonation and vegetable juice and then what it doesn't really yeah that's literally all it doesn't have like any like fancy story about when their mom died and they had to pick the apples and make them and combine <laughs> it with whiskey it it's literally no- just says that <laughs> There's no origin story for these. Yeah, there's no origin. (laughs) No. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. I am drinking a Corona Tropical. It's uh, sparkling water and alcohol. And it's the flavor of raspberry and lemon. It says it's made with real fruit juice. I don't know about all that. But it's 4.2%. At least yours says it's made with fruit juice. It says that it's colored. Mine says it's colored with vegetable juice. (laughs) okay whatever that means (laughs) i took a sip and it's gross it's like (laughs) watered down water that's what it tastes like i don't watered down water (laughs) yeah like literally like you know what it is they put like a bit of juice at the bottom it's like five percent juice 100 percent and nine sorry and like 95 percent water and then somebody added more water like that's what it tastes like um (laughs) I bought it because the can was pretty. I was, you know what it is? I went to the LCBO to get that, the, the ingredients for our drink of the month last month. And I just went mm-hmm. a little wild. Um, I was just picking things up and putting them in the ba- in the basket. Actually, I have sake downstairs too, but I'll, I'll save that mm. for a special occasion. But yeah, I you just, know what I'm I just went about? wild. You but. said sake and then I immediately thought we're definitely going to like a sake bar when we go to Japan. But yeah, then I also you thought... <laughs> My, I also remembered we're gonna be able to have one dollar sojus. I can't wait. Right, right. Like I was at a Kmart the other day and it was like six dollars or something. Even yes. the sake was so ten dollars. This is I'm the, like this is madness, right? So the liquor store that's this that's that's like near to my house. That one, I don't know why I say that. There's like twelve liquor stores near my house, but the my favorite one that's near my house. The soju is $7.99, right? And then at this other one, that's like a big, it's like a more of like a big, like it's a it's a chain um liquor store. Everybody knows it, goes there. It, there's like multiple across like this side of um the US. And there it's $9.99. And so if I if I'm like really craving soju. I have to go to the liquor store that's by the Korean place that I like to eat at because there it's $4.99. <laughs> wow. Wow. But once again, it's like a dollar in Korea. So 
I mean, it's so ridiculous. Like, I, yeah. Honestly, you know what? Soju was really good. The one we had at the Korean barbecue place in New York for Nikki's birthday. That one which was one? still. I don't even like, remember which flavor that was, but. Oh I don't God. remember the flavor either, but it was good. Like, I could See, eat, I like, only I drink, could, like, I drink soju mm-hmm. often, but not, like, super often. But I swear, every time I'm with Nikki, it's just, like, a soju explosion. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Well, I will try to finish this watered down water and let us get into anime, mangas, comics, you know, cartoons, all of that fun, fun stuff. And you have something to share, right? Do I? No, I no, I mean, I guess I have something. What? Sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I have something that I was intending on sharing, but I'm going to wait until it's finished because I didn't, like I said, okay. So for everybody who's wondering why Nikki's being so cryptic. So I watch, you know, if you guys recall, last year I watched Legend of Vox Machina. And so the second season is on Prime again. Um, It's like released. I went to watch it and I'm watching five episodes. I'm five episodes deep and I'm like, oh yeah, this is fun. And then I looked down to say, okay, I think I should only have like seven more episodes to go. But then I look and it was like, oh, episode nine. And I was like, wait a minute. And so then I Googled it and that's when I found out that it's not like, a, it's not like, oh, we put all 13 or 12 to 13 episodes at once. It's, oh, let's release this this week and then release two episodes next week and then two episodes the other week. And I was very pissed off. So long story short, guys, you guys are going to have to wait a little bit longer for my thrilling review in season two of Legend of Vox Machina because I have to wait until it is completely out to watch it because that's the way I want to watch it. But so far, it's really good. I am like, like, honestly, I love the animation so much. Like the animation is stunning. Um, Just a little teaser but you know how, like, the end of the last... I, well, you probably don't know. But for a <laughs> reminder, the end of the last season... Um, Didn't they get screwed they over? Wait, before you go. Before you go. Didn't they get, like, screwed over by the king or something like that? Is that what happened? Well, they didn't get screwed over by a king. They found out the traitor, who was the traitor in the king's, like, oh, um, okay. thingy and defeated that dragon, right? And yes. so then, as they were getting praised for that, all of a sudden more dragons appeared and that's how the season ended right Mm. so then this season starts with all those fucking dragons and it is insane like the animation is so fucking pretty like it's just so stunning and yeah it's it's i it's so good so far but no more spoilers until i talk about it but yeah so that's me. I, w- I, I intended on watching, I'm finishing that, but obviously I didn't. And then I was going to re- um, finish this manga, but then I was like, oh, there's no black people in this manga, so I'm not finishing it because I refuse to read anything that does not have a black lead this month. So yeah. <laughs> Yay. Okay. All right. So, Obviously, I watched uh, Naruto, but we'll talk about that when you get to your Naruto portion of your yeah. Chat. So basically, <laughs> in terms of like what I've been watching, I have I I yesterday I had a list of things that I need to do. I did not do any of them. I ended up watching two Inuyasha movies, and then after I finished Naruto, like I got caught up with where we were gonna get caught up to. I needed to rinse my brain of Naruto. Because 
I felt like I had lost some brain cells watching that. Mm. So I was like, okay, let me go watch some top tier anime. And you know, I mean, if you don't know, the two best, like best written in terms of like female representation and just like overall story, like the gold star would be either Full Metal um, um, Alchemist Brotherhood or Inuyasha. Because they like those are like two of the only animes where women are not like seen as unequal to men like throughout the entire run of the anime and the manga. So I watched some Inuyasha and I watched two movies. I watched Inuyasha the movie, um, the Castle Behind the Liquid Glass, and I watched Swords of an Honorable Ruler. Um, so the funny thing is, I have these on DVD, so I don't even know why I was watching them on Netflix. But I was watching, <laughs> I was watching them like. Holy shit, when was the last time I watched anything Inuyasha related? And then I remembered that I actually watched Inuyasha, like the actual cartoon, as a teenager, like a literal teenager. Um, and it's not me in my 20s going back and being Do you like, I need know? to watch stuff. Yeah. Do what? you know that the first time, like the first piece of like fanfic, the, my discovery of fanfiction.net was through an Inuyasha. <laughs> Fan fiction? Did I you actually can't that? read. Fit. I've never really been interested in Inuyasha fan fiction because, I mean, maybe the stories are so perfect for me. I don't need it in that sense. Uh, the first but thing I ever read was Inuyasha that is very fan adorable. fiction. And I was probably, <laughs> I don't know, I was maybe like nine, ten. I don't know. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, I was just reading. Like, it wasn't even like I, so obviously I love Inuyasha. But it wasn't yeah. that. I just wanted to read. Like, I want, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. I just wanted to read Sashomaru. Sashomaru is my biggest, like, fucking obsession. I swear. I get <laughs> it. it. I mean, I loved, I love Inuyasha, obviously, Kagome, everybody. But Sashomaru, He's a level of Sundari that like people aspire to be. Like that man just don't oh. give a fuck. Like, like you know how many times in the, one okay, one of the movies, Swords of an Honorable Ruler, their dad, their dad is also a very good man. I mean, he fell in he was a, a, a dog demon, he fell in love with a woman, and you know, jealous bitches came after her because they were jealous of their relationship. It was like real racism at that time, okay? And so he sacrificed himself to save her and the and the baby that she just had. And he's the one who named him Inuyasha, right? So, I mean, Inuyasha def- and Sashomaru both, they have like these, they both have daddy issues. It's kind of like why the relationship is so strained. And so like, they both got one of his swords and he had a third sword that was supposed to be like sealed. And the only way to seal that sword is for them to work together. And like the whole point of this was actually really cute and poignant, except for the fact that you remember in the sequel series that he literally like married Rin and you know they have kids. Oh God, uh, shut up! They don't <laughs> exist. Sequel series does not exist. So, but in this, like Rin's obviously his word still. So she's like nine, and you know with Jockin, and it's like so funny because like the whole point of that story was like. Um, their dad Toga like gave them gave um Shomaru Tenseiga because and that's the the sword that is not to kill people it's to bring people back to life and the whole time Shomaru was like why the fuck did this man give me this sword like what is it good for it's not good for anything like this is a whack ass lame ass sword and he kept asking him like you know do do you have anybody to protect and Shomaru obviously is like a demon he's like I don't have, like no 
myself. But like through this movie, he realizes that he does have something to protect. And it's Rin, obviously, and to a lesser extent, Jaqen. But then he also realizes because like through him realizing that, like they show their dedication and the loyalty to him. So it was like really, really cute, like in that that sense in the movie, right? But it was really funny because like every time this like this man doesn't communicate at all, eh? He literally just like starts moving. And he leaves, and like every like and like Rin and and Jack and are like, "Where's Lord Sushomaru?" And the man is like down the block, and they're like ready to catch up. And they're like, "There's another scene that was really funny." Um, when um the sword maker was describing how he he um gave Tensaiga to Sushomaru, and literally this man put he put a nail on a tree and and hung the sword from the nail with a note. And they're like, "What? You didn't give it to him personally?" He's like do I want to die? Like, why would I give him this sword myself? I don't know. Like, that was really funny when I was watching it. But that movie was cute. Obviously, at the end, they learned, like, they got over themselves and they worked hard to, you know, save the day. And then in the other movie, um, that one had to do more with Noraku, who obviously, you know, is like the big bad from Inuyasha. And like his, you know, his his incarnations, like um, Kagura, and, you know, that was when um, Kohaku still had, like, the shard in him. So he was, like, controlling him and shit. Um, and there's, like, this really cool, like, she she pretended to be, like, a moon goddess. But she was really a demon that just ate other demons. And that's how she got really powerful. So she's just, like, Noraku. It was actually a really good story because you don't know, at the end, like, if you're watching it for the first time, you don't know. Like, you think it starts with Noraku dying, first of all, which is sus in that self, right? But, you know, um, Moroku's wind tunnel was gone. And, like, Kohaku, like, didn't seem like he was being possessed anymore. So it was, like, kind of, like, everyone's, like, okay, so he's really dead. Like, let's go live our lives. So they go separate and whatever. And then um, they realize, like, wait, some weird shit's going on. We need to figure it out. And they find out that, like, his incarnations are still alive. So that means he must be alive, but we don't know where he is. So they find out that the incarnations are helping this, like, quote-unquote moon goddess wants to bring eternal darkness. And it's, it ends up being a ploy. Noraku faked his death. So he could eat this girl because he was like, ooh, game recognizes game. I need to eat her. <laughs> so, so that was like the whole point of it. But the best thing about that movie is that like she was going to lock not any just humanity into um, the mirror that she was locked into. She was sealed into. And he was he was going to be able to be his true self. Like he's going to, you know, be a full demon, which is what he wanted, obviously, for most of the series to be a full demon. And let me just say, dark haired Inuyasha remains undefeated. I don't care what anybody tells me. <laughs> that man is fine. But <laughs> but anyways, in order to like get him to like snap out of it, she like Kagobi hugs him and she kisses him. And I thought to myself, oh my God, why are they kissing more like in these two movies and like some of the stuff that I've seen online than they did in Song of the Moon? Like it's crazy, right? <laughs> Because like, it's like the moon is, <laughs> but I like honestly, it's real people, <laughs> right? Inuyasha undefeated. I'm gonna definitely watch the other two movies after this. I I don't know what it is. I really like the anime movies mostly because they have nothing to do with canon, so they're just literally like fan fiction, but with I like know, the same it's... voice actors. So yeah. and <laughs> the crazy thing is, like when I like. Once again, this is me just realizing that I actually was a teenager watching Inuyasha. So it was actually one of the more age appropriate ones that I watched at the time. But even the movies, like when the movies came out on DVD in like 2000 or 2002 or whatever, I literally like went to H&M and was like, I need to buy these. 
I'm um, not H&M, I'm sorry, H&B, and I need to buy these right now. <laughs> so yeah, I've always been a nerd is basically what I'm trying to say. Um, I mean, we knew that. On a side note, I've been, I've been rereading, well, not rereading, I've been sort of like doing another deep dive into the manga for Bleach, but not like reading it, like reading it. I've been like reading two different- She's just um, doing it so that she can be a bitch to the yeah. people online. Absolutely. But I've also been just doing it from my own, like, comprehension. So I've been on the two main, like, Bleach manga sites and reading two different versions of the, um, like, translated text. And honestly, like, one looks like the original translated version you would have got, like, back in, like, 2000 or whatever. And one looks, looks like a really new one because it's, like, smooth. It's very pretty, actually. I was like, ooh. One looks like it was done in, like, 1985. And the other one yeah. looks like it was done in, like, 2015. It's very crazy. But I've been reading through them, like, slowly because I've been comparing them. And honestly, the older one is is hidden. The older one, like, is actually doing a lot. Like, I feel like there's a skill that people, not everybody has when it comes to translating, um, like, I especially agree. from Japanese to English. And actually, that's going to be something I want to talk about when we talk about Naruto. So we can talk about Naruto now. But, like, um, with Naruto, I, like, it always makes me laugh when Naruto or other people are, like, um, how the people in the village will one day respect him. And I'm just, like, uh, like, what? <laughs> like, and then you see the text and it says acknowledge almost every time so i'm just like it's, it's very strange because i feel like those are two different things and i don't think that they're like synonyms that you can kind of like use it either or i feel like it's very specific what naruto wants people from his town to do you know what i mean yeah and i, I don't think you can use just like i i don't know i don't think they translate it very well but anyway so we we've been re reading we've been watching naruto and we're up to episode for me on netflix because netflix has decided that they're just gonna make make seasons themselves like they're not going by like arc or anything yeah. they're, just, they're just like arbitrarily they're just like seasons. vibes they're just like yeah. vibes so we're in episode 44 uh, I actually still watched episode 45 just because I was annoyed at the way. Like, I just wanted to see the end of the, How it the ended. fight. Yeah, I just yeah. wanted to see the end of the fight. Because yeah, I was just yeah. like, I just mean, end the so that's why I just watched it. Uh, I just watched I, the next episode just because I didn't like, I just wanted to see. I just, <laughs> I, it's so weird, right? It was just that it just felt like it was just in the middle of it. And so I just needed to see the end before they moved on to um, mm -hmm. Hinata's fight, you know? <laughs> Yeah, no, I get it. I mean, I just assumed Naruto's gonna win anyway, so I was just like, I mean, he did obviously, yeah. but but <laughs> I just it was just a thing. Like, it's just just a weird Nikki thing. No, no, I get it. I get it. Um, so basically, right now we're in the era of the Chu. Is it Chuin? Chuin? I can't remember. They're doing these these exams, and it's it's like this three um three different sections of this exam. The first one was they were supposed <laughs> Honestly, to. I think I would have quit because, like, what the <laughs> fuck, though? But anyways, continue. So the first... It was... It was, when, it was they, when that man went... When that man went and said, okay, now you... After they spent, like, what, 20 episodes, and then they were like, okay, now that you guys have finished part one of the challenge, I was like, what? <laughs> yes. So it's a Chunin exam, and basically it's like... 
it, back in the in the ancient times, it was for each village to bring their strongest warrior so that they could fight. It was like kind of more like Mortal Kombat, you know, like the best of the best kind of thing. But now it's just like this exam that, you know, people, they used to show off the talent from their villages so that when people buy Shinobi services, like they can, they'll know what they're going to be getting from each area and they'll like know who's who's really good at what they do so they can all kind of like populate that person and then all the they can see who would be a waste of money basically so they're doing this trinity exam and the first exam is like you guys have to do this test but we're gonna have like eight thousand people watching you so don't and if you cheat you lose how many points it was very complicated like the number system to be honest so i just kind of zoomed i didn't really care oh yeah but, I, so i didn't care the whole point of this test okay so first of all the test is impossible to do even the smartest person there could not finish that test in time. So the whole point of the test, though, is to cheat but not get caught. So why? Which, okay, you know, I get it. You know, there's basically shinobis are like spies anyway, so I get it. But why was Hanata and Naruto talking so loud for most of the test and nobody said Literally so <laughs> fucking loud. So and like, fucking loud. And like, she was like, you can cheat off of me, Naruto. I know. I was like, oh my god. No, you, you know, I have really a complaint. Funny. When are these women going to stand up? Because what Listen, the fuck? Like, oh my god. They never so stand up. I have to assume that they never stand up. Like, why was Hinata sitting beside Naruto for like at least 20 minutes and the man didn't even know she was there? At, at that, I was like, <laughs> I started laughing. Like, so she gave him, she gave him like the the healing thing and he's just like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, his face, he looks so disgusted at her giving him the healing ointment. You didn't see it because it was the end of this episode, okay. the 40, episode 45. But like, you know, after the battle, he gives her a healing ointment and he looks so disgusted. And I was like, oh my goodness. I'm just like, like, it was so funny because he literally was like sitting there thinking to himself, like, when the hell did she get here? Like, that's crazy. I didn't even know she was sitting beside me the whole time. And Hanata's sitting there breathing heavy because she's sitting beside Naruto. And he's always like, why is she so weird? Like, she's so odd. Oh, well, let me go see what Sakura's doing. Meanwhile, Sakura done broke up her best friend with her best uh -huh. friend because of Sasuke, who don't even like either of these hoes. Either of like, them. Like, you guys crazy. are losers. And, like, the way, like, it was so fucking dramatic, too. Like, when they were sitting on the bench, it's just like, I heard you like Sasuke. <laughs> well, that makes us enemies now. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> what? Like, what? I think that was, I didn't understand that, to be honest, because I'm like, you don't have to be enemies at all. Right. Right. Like, once again, and like, especially what really bothered me, and I, I kept messaging Nikki and just putting it out on Twitter because I was so fucking pissed. Sakura did nothing for like the entire time of that second test. Like, what was she fucking good for? Sasuke! Sasuke! Look out, guys! Oh my god! She is the worst <laughs> female protagonist I have ever seen. And I watched Bastard, okay? Like, the the pervious fucking drop like shonen, shonen anime on the history of the planet and even the women in that were serving more than sasuke than sasuke, oh, sorry, sasuke than sakura talking sakura. about sasuke sasuke is the most emo dramatic bitch on this planet okay? like, 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 he is though he dead ass is he's so dramatic <laughs> and he, like don't you dare like for you know what though i was actually getting mad at sakura too when she was gonna tell on him because i'm like it's bitch it's not your problem like really you think you're you think you matter to this man and you do as a teammate you know and he, he's not he, he doesn't like 
hate everybody or anything like that. He's not like a jerk in that sense, but like she thinks that she matters so much to him and that's why she has to take care of him. And it's like, he don't want you. you. He has he don't other things know. he's doing. He, he literally has no idea who you are, sis. Like, and he's all. like telling you, like, don't fucking snitch. And she's like, but I have to. I have to do it for him because he's not going to do it for himself. I'm like, listen, like when you know her was punching her or when that girl was punching her on the ground and she cut her hair and it was like this big dramatic moment. I'm like, okay, maybe if, if she had cut her hair for vanity purposes, I would have been like, okay, but she literally... The only reason it was significant that she cut her hair is because Sasuke said he liked girls with long hair. I was just like, you know what? There's no saving her. There's no saving Sakura <laughs> at this point. Sakura is a pick me and she will always be a fucking pick me because we've seen the future. We've seen Boruto stuff. So like, she's always going to be a pick me. But you know, that's her, that's her demon that she needs to fight. Okay. At this point, they ain't got nothing to do with me. Um, Honestly, Naruto might win the award for the most misogynistic anime I've ever watched before in my life. It might win that award. I mean, like, not gonna lie, because like the women flop, and like I noticed that they had the women fight mostly each other until they ran out, and I was like, okay, yes. (laughs) But then even in the training, because like even in like the this other the the other portion of the test where they must fight each other until. until surrender and i'm like when he first said it and i thought he was trying to say that until like one of them dies and i was gonna be like you guys are very dramatic for me like <laughs> these are 12 year olds relax but um you know the fight that sakura and you know um you know had and oh my god i couldn't help it's because those it like last like three or four episodes are so fresh in my mind because i just watched them like earlier today yeah but i was cackling when they were like, oh, you know, is doing the, the mind control jutsu. <laughs> and then they're like, oh no, but look, Sakura is doing, Sakura can resist it. But it's like, but surprise, Sakura did not resist it. It was just and like, fucking, fucking Naruto has the most yeah. irritating, annoying voice I've <laughs> ever heard in my life. And oh. so when they were like, when he was like, Sakura, no, I was like, oh my God, it would have broke my consciousness too like shut up <laughs> like naruto honestly you know what he needs he needs a therapist and he might need some medication because i think he's <laughs> like he definitely needs some support and i mean i get I, it like he he's been you know what i like my thing with naruto is like he's 12 one and people treated him like shit his whole entire life yeah and so i like i and even now they're literally more. like honestly they verbally abuse that man so much they're like right. oh the loser the class clown <laughs> like not sasuke literally created a plot that hinged on naruto being stupid like literally like that is a, that was the plan he's like i'm gonna give you guys this saying and if you don't if you don't remember the saying i'll know that um you guys are like the enemy because this is when the second trial was to like get some scrolls and get to a place by a certain time and yeah. so everybody had different scroll- scrolls and you're supposed to get one of each so like they're people who can duplicate themselves and make clones, obviously, like Naruto. So, like, Sasuke was like, okay. And he Sasuke like, knew his man, okay? He's like, he's he like, knew so his man. When that fake Naruto showed up and said the thing, like, the, the saying, like, perfectly, he's like, I know you're not Naruto. Naruto's stupid. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> But also, you're right. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. I kind of feel really bad for Naruto. 
Um, even though he's kind of I do too, but I'm just saying his voice actor is very like his voice actor's voice is so irritating. It is. It is like because because Naruto doesn't have an inside voice. That's why. So he's just always yelling like all the time, and I'm just like. Sir, people won't respect you if you're if you're yelling all the time. Like that's just not gonna happen. But yeah, so um, these this show, I like you know. Even uh, now, I can't like mm-hmm. even now. I don't think as a kid I would have been into Naruto. Uh, just because like I feel like if this if the characters were this annoying, at least have someone be hot. Nobody in this is hot. So I just, like, as a kid, I would have been like, ooh. Because, like, compare it. Like, listen, you say what you want about original Dragon Ball, and it is misogynistic as well. But baby Goku was funny. Boma was funny. Everybody was, like, fun and funny. And, like, Goku doesn't yell all the time. Like, it's just not something that he does. Naruto, on the other hand, is always yelling. Like, always. always. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> anything but left I- to add? Yeah, I have. Well, I, I, I like I'm slowly warming up to it. I say slowly, yeah. very, okay. very slowly warming up to it. It's funny about Naruto because we both independently decided decided we were going to watch Naruto this year. And then I went like I went downstairs and my sister's watching Naruto, too. Just randomly. Oh, yeah. So it's like it's like 2023 is like the year of Naruto for some weird reason. Um, But yeah. Anyways, let us get to dramas. And I'll let you go because I only watched Ooh. one. Okay, (laughs) so these are just quick rapid fire reviews of two dramas that I completed since last time. I actually completed this other one um before. Actually, I don't even remember. When did we even record? When did I write? When did I finish? Who knows? What is time? Actually, no, that is a lie. Now that I think about it, I I did finish the drama. I did finish it by the time we recorded, but I decided but I think I finished it like after we recorded or something, mm. I believe. But anyways, doesn't matter. So first drama is um, a Chinese drama called Couple of Mirrors. And this is the description. Yu Yi is a young, innocent, and kind-hearted socialite and a successful author, living with everyone's adoration and envy. Her perfect life was turned upside down when she discovers a betrayal by the two most trusted people in her life. With no one left to turn to, she finds refuge in the friendship and support of Yang Wei, a young photographer with a cold personality. Unbeknownst to all, Yang Wei is a deadly secret identity. And so then, um, and I gave it 8 out of 10. So I just wanted to remember what I gave it. So it stars like a bunch of people. So basically, this is like a 19... I, okay. Me with story time as usual. (laughs) (laughs) So I started watching this drama. Actually, I started watching this drama last year, right? And this drama came out in 2021. But I started watching it last year. um, But I had to watch it on YouTube. And I was getting irritated because, like, as you know, I don't like to watch dramas on YouTube much. And I just, I also, like, sometimes I don't like to watch dramas on my laptop. Um, I would rather watch them on my TV. So I was getting annoyed by that. But I, when I started watching it, I was like, really, like, I, I really, really liked it immediately, you know? So it wasn't, I, so I knew it was a drama I was always going to go back to. And then the other day, I saw that it was on Vicky. And so I was like, oh, perfect. I can watch this while I'm in bed and look on my TV. And so I, that's why I started watching it. 
again and that's why i was able to watch it so it's only 12 episodes um but the reason why i actually picked this why i picked up this drama is because i was like why is it boy love everywhere like boy love this boy love that where are the girl love dramas like where are the lesbians like i i, I felt like that was an untouched um population market. going around right now <laughs> huh yeah yeah market. right yeah untouched market like where are the girl loves so someone said oh this is a girl love watch it and so i knew i know it's like a chinese drama so like obviously a girl love is not gonna be like you know yeah. but in the same breath i think this could have been way fucking gayer than it was like that <laughs> other drama that i watched shining just for you that drama was hella gay compared to this one but i also found out that this was based it's based on like a manhwa or something like that where it is a girl love manhwa so i guess that's why everyone calls it manhwa a, a girl like a girl love but basically what we have we have um this actress like basically the story is that yuyi she finds out that her husband is cheating with her um manager i guess but they've been like like manager slash best friends and um then the the manager gets shot the person who shot her is Yuyi, and then we find out that the reason why Yuyi shot her was not Yuyi, um, Yangwei, and the reason why Yangwei shot her was because um, the husband and the best friend had driven and killed a girl that the only girl that you that Yangwei was kind of friends like friends with because Yangwei we find out it was like an orphan that got like sold and trained to be like a warrior and she was at war and suffering ptsd girl it was a lot like you know spy shit it was a lot it was a really good interesting story and then you know you had like the cute moments that are obviously you know they're supposed to be like really girlfriend like girl love moments but really they're kind of like oh best like to me they're kind of like best friend moments like, ah, where so you like kids... the untamed it's like the girl yeah. version of the untamed <laughs> okay yeah so it was like you know it's like oh girlfriend but really you know it's like not really but it was cute um it was kind of it got like a little bit bonkers by the end because like almost everybody was getting killed randomly and then everybody kept thinking that yuyu was a killer and then the detective was like you know i know the killer but then you, it turns out that the husband who you think is like a sweet guy was actually like Within mob ties, it was a whole girl. It was a whole mess, but it was a it was a thrill. I enjoyed it. So eight out of ten. And then the next show is Hit the Spot. Um slash not not knows the list of the other names. Hit the Spot, Fantasy Spot. I think it's like Fantasy Spot. Um, G Spot and like something else like the couples the report card or some shit like that. Anyways, holy shit, that description is long as fuck, and I'm not reading that. Not it. it is so long oh my god okay <clears throat> a warm friendly considerate person hej is surrounded by people who claim to know and love her the problem for hej is that she isn't really sure if she really understands herself on the other hand minna he is ej's confident and energetic best friend and a colleague at playbooks a supplier of books and related products centered around sex and romance while an expert in look in how to achieve physical pleasure her understanding falls short on romantic relationships when they find themselves told to take over hosting a sex and romance advice podcast the two feel more than a little lost having never experienced an organ uh, having never experienced an organ uh, what did you say organism <laughs> <laughs> having never experienced an orgasm or explored her own sexually 
sexuality be beyond routine, lifeless intercourse with her boyfriend of five years, PJ is in the most qualified person to be hosting a sex advice podcast. Trapped in a loveless routine of emotionally detached, no strings attached, casual sex, Mina is hardly one to ask for advice on committed rom romantic relationship. Um, with no one else to take over the program, though, they really don't have a choice. Suddenly trust into a world she doesn't understand. Hej finds herself opening up to new ideas and starts to explore her own body and seeks out new experiences. Fed up with the cycling through men who only satisfy her body and nothing more, Mina too desperately wants things to change, pulling their lifetime. Oh my god, this is so fucking long. <laughs> Am I lying? Mm -mm. Pulling their lifetime of experience and newfound knowledge, Mina and Hej decide to make a life change by opening a sex counseling service together, working to help others to find personal satisfaction. Will these friends find the satisfaction they both so crave? And it's um, a romance drama. It's eight episodes. It starts Han Hee Young, a.k.a. Hani from Exceed, as Sun Hee Jae, and then Bae Woo Hee as Lee Mina, Park Sun as Im Chan, and Choi Wan Rock as Woo Jae. Um, so, you know, the description told the entire fucking story. I really don't need to say much else. The only other thing I will tell you is, oh my god, Nat. They are going all out on these R-rated Korean dramas. Like, girl, <laughs> within the first, like, two minutes, it says rated R, you believe that shit. Two minutes into episode one, I see, I see titties, and I hear fucking, and it's a girl fucking her boyfriend while watching a porno on screen, and then the, it's like I was just like, wow. <laughs> it's like you know what it is. It's I think it's more shocking because it always goes from like zero with a lot of these dramas to like a hundred with these like adult ones, right? Like there's no. They really have a nice, safe middle ground. It's always, like, very extremely dirty <laughs> or so chaste they don't kiss until the last episode, you know? Like, girl, when I tell you, when I was seeing titties and butt everywhere, I was like, wait, 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 am I watching an HBO Max show? Like, what is going on? <laughs> it's just Lord of the Rings. Not Lord of the Rings. Is this um, House of Game Dragons? Game of Thrones? <laughs> like, what is going on? But um, it was cute, you know, very informative. Definitely a show that is necessary for, um, you know, the people. generation of people. Yeah. Yes. Um, and now I'm wondering if I mentioned this on the podcast already or not. Hmm. So I just had a weird sense of deja vu. Maybe I don't remember it to be. I mean, I know you've talked about a honey drama that you're watching. I just can't remember when. We talk all the time, so I really just don't know. I know, it's so hard. <laughs> I, I apologize if I mention it already, guys. But anyways, I gave it, um, shit, I forgot. I think I may give it an 8 or 8.5 or whatever. Because, like, I thought it was a very informative, like, it's, it's definitely one of those, like, informative shows that is what is needed in Korea, you know? Yeah. Like, because yeah. they talked about, like, they talked about, like, you know, getting tested and, like, your sexual health and all that stuff, too. As well as, like, you know, destigmatizing um, menstruation and then, like, safe practicing, safe sex in like with one-on-one -on -one relationships as well as like um the mina like you know her entire story was like she was in a committed relationship with somebody and then they broke up with her after she lost well 
she got pregnant and then they found out that the baby was breached so she had to get an abortion and then the guy broke up with her right but then he broke up with her and then was like oh but he didn't break up with her because of the kid he broke up with her because he was like you know it was too close and then she was like did you not hear that like you know i might never be able to have kids and he was like well even better you know type thing so it was it got it had like its sad moments but it was good i liked it i just was not expecting the level of like adultness (laughs) yeah because it was like like i'm used to that type of nudity in like a korean movie like yes. not like this is the first like Korean drama that I've watched where there's been this much explicit nudity. Mm, fair enough. Okay. That's it. Okay. Oh, that's it. Oh, okay. So we finished Song of the Moon, everybody. And it Woo! was good. Like we were like <laughs> literally watching the Grammys while also watching the show. <laughs> And if you were wondering which one, which what we were neglecting, it was the Grammys. (laughs) Yes, yes. It was playing, but no sound. We were focused on the drama. Uh, So, yes, it was very good. So, basically, we last, like, we ended our last um, recording when Luli had returned because Logay had, like, fallen and he was, you know, doing another trial here. So they were cute together and he didn't really remember his like his past life. He didn't remember yeah. Lao wait, Lu Xiao? Li Xiao? He didn't remember Lu Xiao. Yeah. And so um Yeah, so um sorry. My sister just texted me, and I like I got really distracted. <laughs> Sorry, um, I was like, "Oh, what so anyways, anyways, so basically, basically, <laughs> uh, yeah, Lu Xiao, um, is just like, you know what? I don't care if you don't remember me or not. You're my man, so let's just do this so she stuck by his side and he was like he could remember that she was important he just didn't remember the details yeah and he didn't have his powers either so um a lot of bad shit was going it was like literally given end of days like we're talking revelations in the bible like that's because afu was was, because afu was a piece of little brat and as usual and just was just trying to kill her and all that shit it was really rough and like she got yes. kidnapped again like she okay first of all okay let, let's you know first let's finish like kind of the story points and then we'll get mm-hmm. into it because i have a lot to say about aku <laughs> and i got a lot to say about how everybody wanted to blame luchal for everything and everything didn't she didn't do nothing everything. Okay. but anyway so He's down there, you know, things, shit's getting real because Afu and Baifeng, and now we find out the old man is really, like, the bad guy because he's been possessed by the spirit of the moon god, and so, like, they're plotting, and our man in the water. (laughs) I'm sorry, I I shouldn't be laughing, but it was so, like, he had the worst life. Like, (laughs) he really, truly did. The poor thing. Anyway, but anyways, yes. So it. So basically, um, yeah, they were trying to figure out what to do because he needed to get his powers back, obviously, so that they could fight. Because without you know Lao Gay, like Lao Gay, he he, they were not gonna be able to stand against anything. Yeah, if there was no like Luga had to yeah. do everything. Like these basically, people were useless. They were so like everybody in the immortal 
palace immortal realm was just useless as fuck they didn't do nothing but like blame Shaw for things so yeah he he they needed to have him back you know these pieces are coming together because we know that the moon god he's like the ultimate evil he's trapped in this monument he's trying to get out by any means necessary and he literally he like his vessel is lugal so like he needed to come to take over his body so body yep Long story short, he comes back and he comes, he's in the body and we see a lot of them fighting internally, basically, for that body because technically, it, I mean, technically it is his body. Yeah. <laughs> but, but she has to, so the, they, Luka was able to break the curse to remember after Lucia. I forgot, she, something happened to her and he had to like, um, take, he took the Phoenix Tears. No, she gave him the Phoenix Tears. She gave him and, the Phoenix Tears so that he yeah. would forget her because they're they they basically are opposing powers because she's representative of the moon of the sun goddess and he's representative of the moon god. And basically, in any every mythology, there is the sun and the moon fall in love, but they can't be together because obviously the sun and the moon rarely are together in the sky. You know how it goes. So yeah. and they had like here in the story, they had like this yin and yang energy that was opposing. So she gave him the Phoenix Tears, and basically the Phoenix Tears fought that that soul eating or that heart eating demon thingy the, the that demon. his master, yeah, his, the... his dick of a master gave him. So they, they canceled each other out. And so when they canceled each other out, he got his memories back. And basically, yeah, as I said. And all the memories. So he had the memories. Luli's memories too. Everybody. So he remembered and he's like, you're my girl forever. And she's like, you're my god forever. And they never kissed really. So it was kind of sad and disappointing. (laughs) But anyway, they were fighting. They were fighting each other. And like, he got real sexy for a while while he was the boom god. Not going to lie. The black really worked for him and the hair. And like, let me tell you about Vinjet. Ving Cheng. Is it Ving Cheng? <laughs> yeah, His Ving acting Cheng. was so fantastic because he played three characters in this, okay? <laughs> and he did every, like, you could tell literally. I feel from like his such face. a proud wife right now. Because he was so Because, like, you're good. Like, because I, like, he's such a good actor and, like, I feel like he's so underrated in, like, the Chinese, like, entertainment industry. And, like, I think he's such a fantastic actor. But yeah, so basically, like, they would change his clothes to represent when he was, like, Lu Li, or when he was Lo Gao, and when he was, like, um, the moon god. But you didn't even need the clothes. I feel like just seeing the way his face moved would have given given you, mm-hmm. like, because he was, like, a kind of a goofy guy when he was Lu Li. He was more stern and, like, you know, like, kind of Shishomaru-esque when he yeah. was, like, the god, but, not the god, sorry, but when he was, like, Lo Gay. And the then immortal. when he was... Yeah, when he was um, the moon god, he was like a dick. And oh, horny dick was, at that. Oh my god. Horny a dick. Horny dick. Like <laughs> horny dick. So while this is going on, we have fucking off. Oh god. And so basically the side couple did not end up being the two friends in the mortal realm, which I would have preferred. It ended up, or even Henna and um, Loning, his sister. Yeah. It didn't end up being those two. It ended up being Afu played by the worst actor on the planet and <laughs> and, <laughs> and so those two so he's on Af- twitter you know so i hope someone, someone 
he's so bad. But yeah, so Afu and Lutling also had their own little reincarnation story because they represented like original demons, and he was an original, like one of the old demon kings. He, yeah, he was the was demon king, and she was an immortal. An immortal. She was like a fairy, fell, and they fell in love. And they fell in love, but it was through deceit because he had tricked her into thinking that he was immortal. She didn't know he was a demon, and then after she found out, she wanted to leave because she's like, our relationship is built on a lie, and he was like, not on my watch. You're my you're mine forever and then she killed herself to get away from him and that is what caused the curse that kind of like kept them yeah because then goddess moon aka her was like fuck this he was like yo fuck y'all you killed my you made my sister commit suicide y'all are never leaving the art what are they called the sing race right melody race melody melody race he was like the melody race is never leaving the water you guys so they were like they were basically underwater and it was very stunning actually like all it was so beautiful like damn bra that brahma tree oh my god and the melody oh yes so pretty so they were trapped in the water and afu was trying to make it seem like everything he did was to get um, out of the water and break the curse for his people but really it's just that he is an asshole who craves power and he's he's annoying like literally that's that was his whole thing so if you ever watch this drama just don't fall for afu and his like you know i'm doing it's this like oh her. i'm doing this for, these I'm people. Doing no. this, for this people. no it's so he's just an immature little brat yeah. and he caused so much fucking problems he caused everybody show. problems so basically he lies to lo Ning. And so she falls in love with him. Obviously, they have sex. She gets pregnant. And mm-hmm. and basically, he never comes clean to her about everything that's going on. And so she she basically is following him around, trying to get to the truth of the matter. And she finds out his deceit. To the extent that he tried to kill her brother, even though he lied to her and told her that, oh, don't worry, your, your brother's going to come here safe. Your brother's safe. Yeah. He was plotting to murder her brother on multiple occasions, mind you. Um. And also Luchelle. Like, he was, like, plotting to kill her, too. So... Multiple times. And then yeah. when anybody would when anybody would tell him, oh, you're not... You're, you're being bad. You're this, you're that. He would act like it's some, like, impossible it, um, situation. And no, but, like, it makes fault. no sense that anybody would say that because he would never, ever do that in a million fucking years. Like, fuck you, bro. And it's always everybody's fault. Like, everybody yeah. is to blame for every single thing. Like... Case in point, case in point, every time his brother got hurt, after he plotted something, he would blame the two of the best friends who were just there minding their business and trying just to live their best lives. So his his brother, all of the pain that he suffered in there, outside of like falling in love with Lucia, like obviously, but like (laughs) everything else that he experienced was because of Afu, literally. Like literally stole his, his, the demon king like power from him left this man old and graying and dying and was just like, yep. I have to do this to whatever, but when I come back, I will, you know, I, I will worship the ground you walk on and I'll be your servant. I'm like, this man, Henna will not be alive when you come back. Look at him. Like, like was, oh my look God, at him. so annoying. So anyways, so basically um, she leaves him and then she finds out that the way to break the curse is to become the demon queen and to forgive them because that's, Basically, um, it was like an unresolved sort of situation yeah. with the last, situ- like the last two um, beings that they used to be. So she's like, okay, well, I can't be with Afu because he's he's a liar and he hurt my feelings. And even though she loved him, she just couldn't be with him. So she decides she's gonna marry Henna, and that that would have been, so been the ship. That would have been the ship, though. 
not gonna lie that would have been the ship but obviously henna is too pure for this world he is not gonna go after other people's women like he's proven that time and time again he really should have got a girlfriend i'm sorry like i just did not like he that really should have because he was I wish the best. they yeah i wish they had I, I wish they had like introduced that plot point like the whole oh she has to marry plot point and yes. and fuck off like fuck his ass i don't give a right. fuck yeah right so, anyways, that happens, and long story short, she ends he up dying. Ke- wait, whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 you gotta listen. So, Afu <laughs> finds out that he's getting, that he's marrying her, yes. literally, um, um, goes, gets all vexed, gets, like, some extra power from the moon god, um, then goes, gets the extra power for the moon god, goes, steal Hena's demon thing, then kidnaps her, forces her to marry him, then after that gives her the phoenix tears because he's like, oh, she's in love with Henna and she'll forget him now because blah blah blah. So when he gets when she gets the demon tears, and at this point, girl actress who plays Looning, when she was getting rid of the, those memories and she was like oh my god i can't like she was she yeah. was doing her thing she was, she was doing her, her ass thing off. she was hard carrying that couple and then and then it would get back <laughs> to riley wang and you're just like oh my god stop. he literally had two expressions the whole drama <laughs> and everybody is acting their ass off like everybody's so impressive and every time they would pan to this man he li- like there was this time when he gets a smile for something and it was just like so forced. Like, did, who did he sleep with to get this role is my question. Because there's no way he did some, he, he acted. Like he did some sort of like audition to prove his the part. Like I just don't, I don't believe that because he had too big a role in this to just like, to have acted alongside of anybody here and and won that role you know what i mean like there's no way there's no way there's blackmail or he slept his way into this I, that, i'm not accepting anything else because he was so shit and it was so frustrating when we got to the really emotional moments like the one oh, it was about. so frustrating yeah because it was like it would have been so good but anyway so she forgets him and then he's like pissed about this and he like disappears um, he disappears and goes to like the trap that he led for Lugo because as you know, all he cares about is killing fucking Lugo and Lu Xiao. And then she shows up because Lu Xiao broke her out when she goes and they're battling and he gets possessed by the demon king's little magic or whatever. And black smoke, he's like trying to he's like about to kill um Lugo. And yeah. then as he's about to kill her, the knife runs right through her. And I'm not gonna lie, I was like, oh my god. I was I literally was like, oh damn. Like I mean it didn't <laughs> help. Like it didn't actually help that we were all like I feel like the in memoriam on at the Grammys was happening during one of these emotional moments. And so we ended up feeling it more because it was going on and we're like, oh, this person died and this person died. And we were watching this. Oh, no, no, no. I think that was, was that for Henna's death though? I feel like that might've been Henna's death. Oh, you're right. It was for Henna's death. Yeah. Yeah. But no, cause I was like, I was like, oh damn. And then she, you know, girly acting her ass off and saying bye-bye. Meanwhile, he's like, you know, doing nothing. And then she, after she dies, right? He then goes, and you would think he would learn his lesson because she literally says in her dying breath, be a better man. 
But no, no, she did. He did not learn his lesson. He then goes and gives the demon king, like binds his soul to the demon king, so that he can become um the uh powerful enough to steal the moon sword from Lu Gu. And it was just so he was so fucking annoying. And no, yeah. guys, he did not die. Well, in the first ending, there were two endings, but we'll get to that. Anyways, so. That's happening. Hannah's dying at this point because he done stole his power and he's yep. his beautiful black hair was gray, was like white, and he would just look like he had aged 50 years. Okay, so he's dying. He's he's trying to do what he can to help, but he he's of no use. And also he was trapped as well, too. Um yeah. the person who saved him was surprisingly Bifung, uh, who also was another annoying stupid bitch. She was um, oh my god, like uh he, she kept going on and on about Lugo. Oh, I'm going to make him. He's mine. I will support him forever. I will love him forever. I don't want you. You're just saying that because of Lucia. I don't want you. I never wanted you. I never want like, you, you know in the future. How, like, Nat and I were talking about it. Because, yeah. like, you know how often in these shows, like, you don't often um, see, like, the male lead very blatantly tell the female lead, no, I don't want you. That was not the case in this. Like, each and every version of, except for demon version, did not want um, Beifang. They, they told her multiple times that they don't want her. Yep. But somehow, yep. this bumble-headed bitch still thought that Lucia was the reason why no, like they didn't want her. It made no sense. It was actually insane because literally every single time that she was confronted with Luli or Logo, she they would be like, "I don't like you like that. I I never did. It's it's never going to happen between us." And she would literally like it's like he was speaking a different language and she was just summarizing what she thought he said because then she would just resp- it was honestly like at some points like they were having two different conversations because she's like it's no, Lushao, she's, she has like possessed you and blah blah i'm like this man literally this is not even like like this is literally like their second reincarnation that we know of they are linked yep. in a way that you cannot even comprehend at this point. Like, you are not getting in between these two people. And she was there working for the bad guys the whole time, talking about, I'll, I'll make him love me. I'm like, okay, soccer. Okay, whatever. Um, so then we also had the whole general thing going on. And so um, there was, like, this random side story that was actually not bad. When no. they were hadn't where they had to deal with... Um, What's the name of that general though? Is it oh, Yurong? Um, yeah, Shang Rong. Yeah, Shang Rong. Yeah. No, no, Shang Rong was the other one. No, that he was like the. Oh, oh, yeah. um, Shai Shai Ling Shai Ling Shi. Okay. Or okay. Shi Ling Shi. Yeah. Oh yeah, but oh gosh, when uh we were sad when she died too. <laughs> yeah. Basically, the, yeah. Oh. the guy. The this general? story, unfortunately, <laughs> um, all the women get fridge. Oh, everybody gets fridge. Every, every single person gets fridge. Even Luke Shao gets, gets fridged in one of the endings. So, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's down bad, guys. So, we find out that the general guy who had betrayed them at the beginning and was working for um, Afu, like, he, also, he, he was doing all of this because he had somebody that he needed to go back to. And it was his old senior from way back like a thousand years ago and she had gotten um like basically trapped um with these evil spirits and she saved his life 
but at the mm-hmm. cost of her own. And she was like, she'll wait for him. So th- it took him a thousand years to finally get down there. They get down there, she's there, but obviously you can tell she's been there for too long. So the demons have literally like seeped into her bones. So she, even though she's she's like coherent and like she can whatever, like discuss things with them. She also has moments where she just like goes black and she starts, she starts like getting really violent. Um, but like they were really sweet. They had really good chemistry. She was so badass and so cool, like amazing. Yeah, I and knew then, that. I wish we had seen more of her, to be honest. Like she but was then, good. I like her. Yeah, they ended up having to she ended up having to sacrifice herself this almost exactly the same way, basically. Except she died, died, so she's not waiting for him there. Like her she's dead, basically. Like her spirit is is no longer, has no form. So that was a sad thing that happened. But now he's on the good side. And then we had the other immortals, useless as they are. So Mr. Shen, his dad was actually a god. So here's the thing that I never understood. They kept talking about how gods don't live as long anymore, but we never really get why. Because Mr. Shen- But his- we eventually figured out why. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But- Mr. Shang, like, his dad was a god, and he was supposed to have all this power or whatever, and his senior was also um, somebody who was, like, basically her whole life was making sure that he ascended to godhood. That was yeah. her whole purpose. Like, like even he, though she, she was wanted him to person, be immortal. She was a person in her own right, had her own life. You know, she was a general, too. But, like, she basically, her whole purpose was for Mr. Shang to be a god. She gets, she dies. She sacrifices herself um, to help them seal the um, demon, the, demon. Sorry, the moon god um, in, this, in the monument. And so she gets fridged. And so basically, at the end, it's all dudes <laughs> and Luchelle, literally, because all the women are dead. Like, all the women that we meet are dead, basically. Um, so then there's two endings. So the first ending is episode 39. And then we were like, what the hell is episode 40 going to be? So we watched episode 40, and it's the it's a different ending. Um, yeah. Okay, so it's just episode- like, it's like a different... So for episode 39, yes. basically, the, the, the major differences between the two endings are that... Um, in one of the ending, um, well, in both of the ending, Anna dies. <laughs> no, Hannah doesn't die in, in the 40th episode. He didn't? No. Oh, no, no, no. He yes, because he, oh my God. Yes, that's why we liked it too. Okay, so one in one of the endings, Hannah is alive, which is the 40s. Episode 39. Mm-hmm. Um, there, episode 39 basically ends with um, Hannah and... Um, old boy Loku having like this elaborate plan on how to um, trap the the demon and have Li Shao um, ascend to um, God so that she can use her wheel and kill him. When she goes, like she goes to use the wheel, she's supposed to like you know kill him, but instead of killing him, she's like you know if I don't kill him, then you're going to not be like you're we don't know for sure if i if i absorb him he can't survive he has to die in me right because she's like uh she's goddess of the sun and that's a the demon is darkness so like she can't there won't be able to to coexist and so she basically sacrificed herself after that he like you know fixes the world or whatever but he leaves his position and it, it was really sad, actually. <laughs> it, it was, was so really sad. sad. Episode 39 was so sad. And we were, like, sitting there so watching sad. it, like, why is all this and, happening? <laughs> and then Miranda, um, the Grammys was happening at the same time. Yeah. It was so sad, guys. It was, it was so sad. Was, we we both shed some tears, not gonna lie. When we were, like, 
like so it, was it was sad on the screen yeah. sad on my tv it was sad all around yeah. guys <laughs> so basically so then um after he like leaves we we were able to see that um learning and old boy had reincarnated as well and that um the phoenix that she is was following him throughout like their life as he was searching for her it was very sad so then the second ending which was much better <laughs> yeah. yeah it really was i get and it then, and the second um, ending um mm-hmm. honestly i don't remember i just remember that they so they decided to work together basically finally put those people in the mortal palace to good use yeah, and so um, Bai Fang decides that she's she's like, oh, I'm okay. So in this one, um, the um Moon God actually does more le- more take over um Logo's body, and he's very <laughs> horny for Lu Xiao. I we were just watching so it like this her. man kept trying to like pull her up and like rub his body on her. We were like and talking about, oh, you're gonna be my wife. You're gonna be my wife. You're gonna do your wifely duties. We're like, what? going on like, like he, he wanted her had no bad. he had like no other desires except for her to do her wifely duties it was crazy and like so, he was mad when she tried to kill him because right. she was not because like oh you know but he, i love her so no because he wanted to fuck her like that's it right. absolutely so anyways in this one they actually do get married which is another major difference yes and like their wedding, it, oh, their outfits were so gorgeous. And this this, so this wedding beautiful. look was so beautiful. And in this one, they had like this really awesome fight scene in the pavilion against him. Yes. Um, with Lu Xiao and all of the immortals um, who were there. And like Bai Feng actually is useful. And she like turns on him um, because she's like, you're not my Luli. You're not my Lugo. You know, you're not the guy that I want. And he... he <laughs> He smashes her into a pavilion or whatever, and she. I mean, I'm only hoping that she had died at least, but you know, you never yeah. know. You never know in this case. And so basically, um, what happens in this one is that they actually do end up killing him. And yes. I mean, I was a little confused about how that happened, but like they ended up killing him anyways, and he reincarnates. Wait, how did I forget? Yeah, I, it was Wait, kind of they- it wasn't as clear cut as the first one because the first one was like. Henna used his power to give him three days, so he pretended to be the the moon god so that she, he could allow her to finally kill him because after because yeah. he had killed Henna, right? So like that was her final straw. That's when she knew like it's like Buffy in um yeah in in season two but, when she had to yeah, finally no, but kill I'm trying Angel. To re- like I'm I'm trying to remember because like they had like the first thing the first part where she when she couldn't kill him after he tricked her yeah oh. But then she did end up being able to ascend. But like, what happened? Did she pull him out or something? I forget. I can't I have remember. To, I, mean, I have to rewatch because I have to. I have yeah. to figure it out. It's, it's not that important, guys. <laughs> it really isn't. It really isn't that important. But anyway, she murks this dude. He dies, and so you know everybody else is alive though. And even old yeah. girl, general girl. <laughs> so Mister Shang yep. had her like she had been like petrified, um, and so mm-hmm. she was like t- turned to stone. And he had her stone in his house, and he would talk to it, like every day. And so she came back. And um yeah, she like free, she was able to like she was able to, she she like was able to undo curses and do that because that yes. was something that Lulu couldn't do in the previous episode because he had the darkness in him. In him. and like it so was, he wasn't pure enough he was to not, use that yeah. power. 
Exactly. Yeah. So, um, and then unfortunately, Afu got reincarnated. But <laughs> did he? Yeah, he did get reincarnated. Um, oh. But, but wait, wait, was that an episode thirty nine or forty? I can't remember. I think it was thirty nine. Thirty nine. He gets reincarnated, but I couldn't remember if he did in in forty. I thought it was in forty because of all about how like. Um, so Luning, like she, Luning, she, um, her spirit basically didn't as like move on to the next like life or whatever. It stayed by his side, and she used it to protect him. So in the final battle, he went to protect his brother, and to give him back the power that he stole. And so like she, she like manifested to protect him, and they both died together. So I assume that they had yeah. reincarnated in episode forty. That's what I assume, no, but I can't but, remember now which one it was that she. Yeah, exactly. I can't. Yeah. I don't think she reincarnated. I don't think. They I feel like it's episode forty because episode forty, everybody lived. <laughs> no, but we saw. Like, remember, we saw that they did reincarnate in episode thirty-nine, though, because they were in the the um the town. They were right? in the the town. Yeah. Yeah, playing chess or something like that, right? Yeah. Was it okay? I can't remember. Anyways, I mean, the sorry, guys. It's not. Thing, I'm not. <laughs> know is that Lucia um is is alive at the end of episode 40 and uh, mm-hmm. Loga is reincarnated in that as well too so they're together and happy whereas in episode 39 she dies and by absorbing the demon whatever into her body and because of they have conflicting energies it just basically kills her and that's how she kills the demon that was possessing the moon god originally and so and then she turns into this phoenix that's always walking behind him but he can't see her so yeah. he's always like searching for her, and she's behind him, but he can't see her. So it's a it's a much sadder ending. It's so fucking uh, yes. sad. <laughs> yeah, it's so so dramatically sad. But anyways, we both enjoyed it. Like regardless really of like did. our complaints on certain things that happened, uh, and certain no, actors really, who should never I really, act. Really, really, <laughs> I really, really, genuinely enjoyed it. Like yeah, I was because I told you even after. Remember, like like it was like the next day, and I was like, you know, I've been saying now, and thinking about it, and like I really enjoyed it because like you they there was nothing in the story that happened for no reason right Right. like everything had a reason like it was it was a good story in like terms of like the telling and what they did and all that like i don't know it was enjoy and then like it was so pretty like it was just so pretty i just like as usual my biggest complaint really is other than riley not acting is that like we could have had a lot more romantic moments like that. I, if we had so had more, more romantic moments, that would be fun. Because like the thing is, they have such good chemistry. Like there's such good chemistry amongst our three main leads. Like such good chemistry. Yes, I I agree. Honestly, like they should have had a little bit more. Cause it's not like they spent the whole drama getting to a point where they were like they realized they were in love or anything like that they realized that very early in this drama so it was like and it's like it's like and it's like they always like every time they like either of them forgot that they were in love within like two to three episodes they remembered exactly exactly so like they definitely had a reason to be more lovey-dovey like the side character relationship was definitely more physical even though that was also kind of like not as yeah i mean it's fantasy. I feel like the focus is more yeah. on fantasy than romance, so it's fine. But yes, yeah, so what would you rate this drama, Song of the I think I'll give it a 9 out of 10. I gave it a 9 as well on my drama list, because I did very much enjoy it. I thought it was I really, really did. Like, I really yeah. genuinely enjoyed it, and, like, I would rewatch it, you know? Like, 
I would because I enjoyed it. I had a good time. And I think, too, like, what I really enjoyed about it, um, because, I mean, obviously, you know, I don't watch as many dramas as you do, but when I do, I love, Mm -hmm. I do love, like, this, this genre. I love, like, you know, fantasy romance, especially, like, this, like, historical, mythological kind of twist on it. But what I liked about this drama is compared to the, all the dramas that I've watched, which are like other, other than this, like two or three, maybe, uh, <laughs> is that the story itself was like, they utilized every single moment and every single episode. Yeah. Nothing was wasted. There weren't a lot of like, why did this happen? What is this going on? We didn't have 10 episodes of somebody dying. Like things happen. So, <laughs> so like they happened not like so fast that you blinked and they they disappeared, but they all happened in a reasonable time frame. And so you were never and like Lucia was really like was a, was a really good and oh like, my god female lead. Oh my like, god, it really was the first one of the first times in a drama in a long time <laughs> I will say where I was like. She did not do anything wrong because no, you she know really, in she these dramas, didn't. you know in these dramas, these female leads be doing a lot, and you're just like, why would you do that? She has never done a wrong thing, but everybody she did in not this do drama, like every decision she made yes. was a perfect decision. Like she, she was very logical, and she did her shit. Like you know, yeah. And on top of that, too, she actually trained, she cultivated, she worked hard. Like it was bananas the way that everybody was always coming for her and i was like but she's working hard to save everybody she literally sacrificed like more than half of the beach she needs to survive and she was still fighting and kicking butt like she was honestly the perfect lead she wasn't a mary sue she wasn't nope. like a try hard she didn't like she wasn't like forced down your throats and like you know when everybody loves somebody and you're like why it wasn't that yeah nope it wasn't that at all and and one and one thing about Lucia, do not mess with her because she will beat you up. And I love that about her. Listen. She was like, like every time she saw Vipa, she was ready to throw hands with that girl. She was like, oh, she's here. Okay, hold my purse. Like she was ready. To Literally, that she's girl. like, she's like, I'll get you your retribution. Right. Like, listen, I will say one thing. Uh, both our leads, actually, when you yes. think about it, only Henna was like the super compassionate one of yes. them, right? Because if Lugu, if Lugu could, that man would have killed Afu a million <laughs> times over. I know. And you know what he too? Even when his sister died and his sister was like, you know, please forgive him, Afu, like whatever. He was like, okay, you get this one though. Because he was ready to kill him that second time. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He was like, he was like, listen, my sister said to save you. I, I spared you once. It's really hard to spare you a second time. <laughs> so like they were ready to throw hands, okay? Uh, but yes, uh, we really did enjoy Saga of the Moon. Our next drama is going to be contemporary. Yes, we're going to so. find a contemporary slutty drama to watch. Yes, yes. Uh, pray for the girls because, um, you know, it's rough. There's so many dramas being made, but some of them don't hit. Some of them don't hit. And we've been on a, like, I feel like in 2023, we've, we've done pretty good. I mean, I've only watched one full drama, but like, I feel like that's good enough right now. So anyways, <laughs> let us get to books. Uh, I feel Ooh. like you've probably read more, so I'm not. I'm going to go okay. last with the book we read together. All right. So books, we're just going to, we're going to go quickly. Um, as it's Black History Month, I've only read black books, like books with black female, either written by a black woman, um, features. Uh, why am I speaking like that? I literally only read books with 
by black authors that featured black characters. So I read Token, a black girl, um, Token Black Girl, a memoir by Danielle Prescott. It was basically, you know, as it says, it was a memoir and she just talked about like, you know, um, her life growing up and like how she felt being like, you know, the only black person in like her class of 20 people and like all that stuff. And, you know, nothing new really there. That's why I only gave it like a three out of five because there was really nothing new there in terms of like if you read these type of stories already. But she, I did enjoy that she had like, you know, a lot of modern references to things and like there, there were things that she said that like made me that I was like oh she's definitely like a millennial you know yeah. <laughs> she was like she was like oh that um pop sugar cover that had um Hillary Duff and Raven Simone and all of them on it and I'm like yeah I remember that and it, you know so like it was fine so I gave it a three out of five and that was the only like um non-fictional book that I read and so then I read, wow, what, where's the, where's the information? Why is there no information <laughs> on here? Okay, I guess, I don't know. I thought Goodreads had like the description, but it doesn't for some reason. So I read, um, I read a book, Hooked on Your Love, A Royal Romance. It's number one in the Royals um, romance series. And it basically, this girl, Natasha, she's like, so there's the family the royal and they have like five daughters and they're all like super special in different ways and they have like a series of hotels so natasha is like the general manager of one of the hotels in new york when the parents decide that they're gonna go to like this conference in india she ends up having to like go to the hotel to like finish building up their new hotel in rhode island and while she's there, she meets this guy, and it's, like, love, it's insta-love, so, like, right away, they just want to, like, fucking tear each other's clothes off, but then it finds out that he's the contractor at the hotel, and so they butt heads, but then it all ends up going good anyways. Um, it was okay. I, I didn't really like the writing style much, to be honest. Um, it's, like, and I don't know, there was just... There was something that just didn't click. Like I like I wanted to love it more than I did, you know? Like I wanted to like it more than I did. And I just okay. didn't. Mm-hmm. So I gave it a two out of five. Um, but I really do love the picture. Like it was like and they're all plus size. It's great. Um, I read Unshaken, which is a Hell Knight Academy book. So that I told you a bit about this nap this book, Nat. But I actually really enjoyed this book. So basically, we have this girl, um, Micah, and she is the product of um, a fallen angel and a witch. And in this society, they're, they all the witches, like they, the different sector of witches trained to become like, you know, um, protectors of the realm under the angels or whatever. And she never got picked to be one, even though her brother was one. So then she gets picked by Hell Knight Academy. And then she ends up going to that academy and they're all fucking batshit there. Like it, the old <laughs> the only purpose of that, like they're literally like the 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 um the headmaster is like, Oh, you have to get here before night falls. And then she's like, What happens if I don't get here when if I get here after night falls? And then the first day that she's there, they also like set targets, right? So the the admission literally tells everyone, Oh, there's a new girl, let find out how powerful she is and kill her if you can, type thing. Um, the only way you're safe, it's like perch style. So the only way you're safe at night on this, um, in at this school is if you go 
into your if you stay in your house if you go outside it's free game everyone can die and then it literally sends like reports at the end of the like the next morning they're like oh 50 children died 20 are in the hospital and i'm like can you imagine as a parent you send your child to this school like what do they tell them you know i these academy books are always really funny to me because all the schools always end up being like really super shady and they seem like they're super <laughs> shady like like i don't know they all seem like they're buried over like some sort of form of burial ground or some shit i don't know like yeah. <laughs> they're always crazy but yeah but this one was really good like what i really i i was shocked guys like i gave a four stars four out of five stars to a kindle unlimited academy book like i was shocked to my core guys like who am i but I really, really enjoyed it. Like, it was so good to me. Like, I don't know what it was. Like, it, maybe it was because it was, like, an all-black cast. Like, literally everybody in the book was black, with, like, the exception of maybe, like, two of, like two people. Like, everybody was black. Like, it was just amazing. I don't know. And you know me. I love me a good demon, angel, um, story, like, all that stuff. And the spot was, eh, it was fine. It wasn't, like, amazing. It was okay. But I enjoyed it, four out of five. And then the other one is a another Academy-esque, another Academy really? book. But this one's called Lost Omega. So I actually read the first book in this um, series, which I can't remember what it was. I don't know. I can't remember. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna open it up to look. But it's a um, it's book two in the Sweet Omega verse by Rami Lockhart. And I read the first book, and the first book was a girl who didn't know she was an Omega, and then she ended up becoming Omega and then she had an Omega mate but Omega had a pack and they went to the school but in that school has like people kidnapping Omegas and girl it was a lot but anyways first book at the end of the first book basically this huge like thing had happened like this huge um so this Omega Academy is for for Omegas to find their alpha like to find alphas but um, there's a true mate bond, but like it doesn't necessarily exist at this academy, right? Because it's all about it's just a money making business for that. Um, at the end of the first book, like there's like a huge fire, and like the headmistress, the evil headmistress in the first book died. So she there's a new headmistress, and this new headmistress is not allowing any of like the lesser omegas to like go under the cover, and that's how Ember was. Like she was a lesser omega, and she was under the um under the radar so she basically like sets her up this with this alpha and it's like an abusive alpha alpha from her school and it's a whole girl it was a whole lot of fedanglement and i forgot that the thing i disliked when i read the first book was that it had like 900 chapters and they were like all like two paragraphs and i was so i would have been that. so pissed like i don't understand why you do that like as a writer like unless you're doing maybe like a POV change, like switch up really often or something. Like what is the use of having very short chapters? They do. But then I'm also like, is it necessary for you to do that? <laughs> well, I mean, a, like but, a, a bad writer is a bad writer. So <laughs> Exactly. So anyways, I gave it three out of five though, because like I said, like it's not like it, the story isn't bad. It's a three out of five, but maybe a 2.5 out of five. Um, okay. Am I gonna read the third book? I mean, I might as well at this point, right? Cause right, I already read two. Why not read the third one? Right. Plus, Brooke is a bitch, so I love bitches. I want to see her. I want to read her book, but obviously, I'm not reading it this um this month. 
Um, I actually don't even think I read Lost Omega this month. I think I read it at the end of last month, going into this month. Okay. Because it's a, I, I'm pretty sure it's a white woman that writes it, but the character, the, the main girl was black. Okay. That's good. But I also don't think I read it this month. I think I read it at the end of last month. But anyways, <laughs> so the book we read together. Woo! It's called Sweet Vengeance, and the author is, I hope I'm, I, I do apologize in advance, guys, if I butcher this name, Viano Oniomo. Mm-hmm. And the summary is, Joy needs a deal with the demon to bring an end to the man who ruined her life. Malachi needs a deal with a human so he can remain in the mortal realm, far from the centuries looking to drag him back to his sect in hell. It's a match seemingly made in heaven, except Malachi doesn't expect Joy's thirst for vengeance to taste so sweet, and Joy doesn't expect the freaking demon to revive everything in her she thought long dead. After the deal is struck and the contract has some to... Okay, that's... That's a typo, sorry. And the contract has come to an end. They both realize that one contract will not <laughs> nearly be enough. Okay, so I didn't read the summary before I started this book, first of all. Neither so did I. I, I just, went in. I just, so I, the reason why, I literally just saw this cover and I was like, oh, this looks cute. I didn't read the summaries. I don't, I didn't read it. I only knew that she made a deal with a demon. That's all I knew. I, yeah, exactly. I mean, I knew it was like a monster, you know, sex book, but that was that was actually the extent for me. So when I was reading the book, I was like, oh, this is a lot heavier than I was expecting. Same. And I feel like with a lesser writer, it would have been not great. I'll be very honest I with agree. you. Um, especially since like, you know, Trigger Warler. I'm going to be warning. honest. If this, yeah. if this was like, if I feel like if this was written by like a white woman, it would not be yeah like this at all oh absolutely not because the the things that she talks about in the book i think are like based on lived experiences not necessarily Mm -hmm. like the big the big thing but like the family dynamics specifically like those are very very like those are things that people in the black community have been talking about like more openly with time um but basically like trigger warning spoiler like the main character is dealing with sexual assault like having been sexual sexually assaulted and she's using this demon to get her vengeance and what i liked about it is that i really do like when books deal when books show the rage that comes with a lot of yes. things that happen to people like even with legendborn a lot of it was about the rage right whereas yes. i feel like a lot of people focus so much on like how sad everybody is and depressed and all that kind of stuff and i'm like mm, i don't know for for me one of my first like emotions like obviously i'm a crier i'm a cancer whatever but i get really angry really quickly <laughs> so like there's also like that that i would understand a little bit more and wanting to get some sort of retrib- retributive like justice in that yeah. sense, like, I feel like I, like, I honest, honestly, when I was watch, like, when I was reading and I figured out why she had called this demon and the path that she wanted to make, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Because you can't go to Wait, the law enforcement. Wait, what do you mean by when you figured out why? Like, I'm, didn't she say that, say in, like, the first, like, <laughs> like the I first, mean, like, two she, pages? Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, like, because I remember I went into this book not knowing anything that was going on. So, like, mm. I see that she's she's making a pact with a demon. I'm like, why is she making a pact with a demon? And then I realized why she's making a pact with a demon. I'm like, oh. when she said, as soon as she said, yeah. oh, I'm I'm bringing him because I need it, and I was like, huh, I was getting like the vibe of like, okay, so she has absolutely has to kill this person. Yes. And then right before she said it, I was like, I bet you, like, you know, it was essay. Yeah. And then they said it was essay, and I was like, 
okay, that makes sense. You know what? I honestly wasn't thinking that going into the book, mostly because, as I said, I I don't expect, like, monster sex books to be deep. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I've read so many yeah. of them. I just, like, I was like, oh, maybe he, like, stole from her family or killed her dad or something like that. You know, like, that's what I was thinking a little bit at first. And then when I realized, I was like, you know what? Same. I get it. But you know what was actually really realistic? I, was, I loved it. I loved it. You know what was really realistic, though? The fact that, like, even though she was summoning a demon and doing this pact and trying to kill this man and whatever, like, she kind of at the beginning drew the line at selling her soul to this demon. I'm like, you know what? I get that. That's a very Black thing to think. (laughs) Like, we'll do anything. But we're talking about selling our souls to demons? We're like, ooh. Mm -hmm. I don't know about that. (laughs) One second, please. She was like, I'll sell my pussy, but I won't sell my soul. Right, right. And so basically she makes this deal with Malachi and we find out like, I mean, obviously Malachi is like, he needs these packs in order to stay tethered sort of to the world because if not, he gets like sent back to his sect in hell. And basically he's nothing more than just like a slave there. So, and he's kind of like on the run right now. So he needs this as much as she needs it. And so like her whole thing is that she's going to haunt this guy and then she's going to murder him and Malachi is going to cover it up so that she doesn't get caught. And like, that's very successful. So you don't have to worry. He gets his ends and it's just yep. my opinion. I'm not saying I that I, I, I'm not saying that I um, support Listen, murder. Listen, I'm just saying like if yeah. murder, murder to all rapists, fuck that shit. All yes. of them should die. All of them right. should fucking die. See, I don't know if we can actually say that on here, but <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why can't we say they should, all rapists should die? Well, it's I think it's more because d- murder is illegal. So. Um, whatever. <laughs> anyways, anyways. I mean, you know me. I'm very much like I for an eye. I'm old school. But you know what? It's okay. Uh, anyway, so you don't have to worry. She does murder him and it's great and it's fantastic and she and feels no remorse for it and it's no perfect. remorse and like she even questions it and i was reading the book like girl why are you questioning it? you got what he deserved so it is what it is right um but what's more interesting is that the romance between her and malachi was oh my God, very I love very it. well written i loved it so I so freaking well because they literally like yeah they have this like sexual connection at the be- from the beginning but because she's still dealing obviously with the you know what happened to her and also because you know this is not insta love you actually see them get to know each other and you can see them like sort of like start to depend on each other because they're both kind of really lonely they're both like sort of searching for something and someone and they don't know what it is i love him so much yeah and they don't really know what they're searching for and i think that's what made this so like so perfect and so they um slowly fall in love and obviously they have sex and it the sex scenes she knows how to write Ooh, them. Oh, they were so good. She they knows how so to good. write them. Um, they were so good. And there was like little things in it that I thought were like. Also, really I was brilliant. like, I really mm-hmm. like, I am very into Malachi because he was just like, you know, so submissive, like a little. Oh, it was just so cute. And I'm not usually into like, you know, the submissive type like that yeah. in that sense yeah. but like there was just something about him i was like oh he was just so adorable i love it yeah i'm not into like male subs at all but i actually i'm not even really that into subculture at all like even in fan fiction and stuff like that that i read but but i felt like this was 
not the same as a lot of them because I feel like a lot of them just really go for the like the thing was this like like, this had like sex this was romance I was gonna say exactly yeah this had like yes exactly like this was like like when you're reading these type of books because like where it's like you know she needed to have that power in, yeah. like to be the one to call the shots and it worked so well in this relationship and then just in general like like it didn't feel like oh the only like even though this was definitely an erotica and like you know this is like it was really about like the sex and all that but it was still just so written so well and like in such a tasteful way very tasteful you know very that like, it was just everything really, about it was really tasteful good. Yeah. yeah, and and it just felt like organic, like that they would fall for each other, and that you know he would, you know, because of how he was, you know, his life before meeting her, the he would be submissive and he would be very big on like asking for permission, right? And like because consent. of what happened to her, That's, and I think that yeah. was a thing. Like the consent was just so sexy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it wasn't forced. And actually, I thought that a lot of the things in this romance were just like, you know what it is? It's all these like fucking like right wing talking points that don't make any sense. Like, oh, were well, you supposed to stop and ask them if it's okay? Well, like, read this book. Yeah, you can yes, do that and it's you, fine. Yeah, okay. You're supposed it's to still stop and very, ask very it's okay. Sexy. And, and also, even just like the use of pronouns, like things like, like you yes. know, being like, like the, I love being, that they both, I like, I love that, like, when she did both from like their both like their perspectives before they got into like the story when they both were just referred to them as like they are looking like this and like, yes. before they were like oh what are your pronouns oh she her he him I love that yeah and it like nothing felt forced nothing felt like there was like you know they're always talking about an agenda nothing felt like an agenda it just felt like people being respectful of other people like people and like exactly. the, uh, the I like her like being you know into both genders him you know clearly like and liking to experiment and being like you know into like very much into that subculture and them sort of like you know like everything just felt really right when I was reading it yeah, and they had chemistry okay. for days they were likable and like mm-hmm. I honestly was just like look this is definitely like one of the best like monster sex books I've ever read before in my life. Um, no, for sure, for sure. I would love to read more stuff from her because she like definitely has a handle on how okay, to so write things better. I okay, mm-hmm. so sure. I looked at her category. She only has like four like four books, and um, unfortunately, the only one on Kindle read is this one. I was like, I don't. I was so the other book that I would probably be interested in reading is the boy love book that she has yeah i saw but that yeah her mm-hmm. bio says you know the other 10 percent of her time is listening to bts oh my god you know what i was actually gonna comment on that because <laughs> as soon as i saw like she's like you know i spent how many this percentage of time on this this percentage on this and then 10 percent on bts i was like oh ah uh, so i, I was know. like i'm like i worry that that boy love book is a BTS uh, and Yoongi fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Um, yeah, but I, I gave it, it five out of five. I gave it a five Same. out of five. I gave it anyways. a five out of five, and I can't believe it's already been an hour and forty minutes of us talking. Are you surprised? Really? <laughs> uh okay but yes we're finished with the book okay i mean we don't really have a topic anyways i mean we kind of do but we kind of don't we just really wanted to complain about the grammys because fuck the grammys um, well honestly 
we were just, like, very briefly with the Grammys. Yeah, so the Grammys was, I guess, when this episode is posted, which is going to be Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. In advance, um, yes. To all the lovers <laughs> and singles. When you say in advance, like, it's going to be posted on at Valentine's Day, so we can say happy Valentine's Day. We don't oh, no, say I'm saying advance. that this is, like, right now for us, it's in advance. But for them, it's going to be on time. Yes, I get that. <laughs> I mean, I feel like they understand that, like, we're not recording it on the same day. So. I know. Just, Whatever. you know, anyway. <laughs> Anyways, my biggest pet peeve is not even like the whole like thing, like you know, oh, we everyone knows, yes, Grammys racist, blah blah blah, yada yada. Da. It's just like seeing people that are like, oh, but Harry's house is so good, or blah blah blah, when it's the first, his other album is, is way better, in my opinion, but. What bothers me, what bothered me the most was people saying, oh, but she's won 32 times. And I was like, yeah, but how many of those are of, are any of the big fours, you know? Right. And, like, if you can't blatantly see what the problem is, and then you find out, oh, you know, he, like, it's it, it, it just irritating. And then people are like, oh, when he said the people like me, he meant queer people. And then... I, so I understand all different levels of this argument, right? I don't believe that people have to disclose whatsoever. However, it does feel kind of like he puts on this cosplay of being a queer person or um, just because he dresses non-conforming, right? He'll wear like the leotard and stuff like that, right? And then... People like Sam Smith do the same, and, you know, they get severely ostracized by it, whereas he's allowed to do this, then comes off stage, and it's like nothing, and then people are like, oh, but it's it's because look at how they treat Sam Smith, that's why, but I'm like, but it does feel like he's not, like, you guys say, yeah, it's because he dresses like this that you think he's queer, but, and then, like, you know, he doesn't have to say, oh, I'm bi or I'm this or I'm that. He doesn't have to label himself. But it's still, like, he's also never said I'm queer, ever, you know? Yeah, I feel like if you don't disclose your sexuality, people are going to question it. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying that if you don't, if you don't make things public or, you know, actually speak up on things, people are going to speculate and they're going to take your actions, they're going to take actions of, you know, people around you, and sort of, like, they're going to have opinions on it. And I don't, like, I'm, as I said, because I'm not like, saying it's I feel right like, or wrong, like, I but, feel like, yeah. yeah, like, I, like, for me, like, I feel like it's, it's not, it's improper for people to be like, oh, it's, it's improper for people to claim in either way, right? To say either yeah. things, right? To say, oh, but he's queer, and it's improper for people to say he's not queer. But... For the people that, like, say he's not queer, I just feel like it's, it's like, for people who are like, oh, but how can you say he's not queer? Like, it's not hard for them to arrive at that. It's not hard for them to say that, like, as people are saying that he's queer-baiting, right? It's not hard for him to say that, for people to arrive at that conclusion, simply because he it does feel like he's putting on this performance of, like, going on stage and being these people, and then you see him on, in his, like, quote-unquote regular life, and it's like, it's only women and he's only like dressing like that eccentrically whenever he's having like a concept photo you know what i'm saying yeah and i mean it's not the first time that somebody who was cis straight 
you know, white was pretending to be something that they're not in order to, you know, like we've seen a lot of like, you know, white people take on um, these identities, you know, like to make themselves like uh, to put themselves in marginalized spaces. And we've seen yes. a lot of it. And like, I'm, um, and just for the record, we're not saying that he isn't or he is. I'm I mean, yeah, I don't know who this. Very... I mean, I don't really care about hairstyles, to be honest. But like, I, yeah, I, we're he just could saying be... that like it's not yeah. hard to derive that he could just be using it as a way to appease. You know what I'm saying? Or to appeal to the time. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's definitely an era where people, you know, have a lot of different um, identities. And, you know, I feel like sometimes, you know, people who are conventionally the norm, they they feel a bit left out. And so, like, they they kind of make things up to, to be a part of it. But it's kind of funny that people are so, so convinced that he is queer. But if you show them a video of, like, the police beating up and murdering a Black person, like, you need to be confused. You need to be, like you know, like, you have to kind of, like, state all, everything that happened in there for them I to pay, believe yeah. that they didn't deserve it. I don't know. And I'm just throwing like, that out like, there oh, as a different... So, you're like, oh, yeah. he's so unproblematic and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's a whole Zionist. Like, he's a whole Zionist. Like, you literally, there's literally a, a, a thing of him um, picking up a Palestine flag and then immediately discarding it. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever. But... I just, like, it was just, like, oh, and they're, like, oh, you know, it doesn't make sense to attack the audience, which is what I agree with. Like, everybody who's attacking him, it's not like he went up there. It's not like he, I don't know. It's not his fault that the Grammys are racist and have and all he, these connections. Yeah, and it's not his fault that he's white. and, and Yeah. And, and basically, it's, That's like, it. That's literally he, what it is. It's not yeah, his fault it's, he's it's white. not his fault. So, like, I, I like, I mean, I, as I said, I like some of Harry Styles' songs. I liked him in One Direction. I don't actually care about him any, like, I think he's boring as fuck. Same. And not even in, like, an Same. interesting way. I feel like, personally, I feel like he's a just, lot of like, things to that me, he does it just seems is like cool. he's kind of like, he just seems like he's a Mick Jagger slash David Bowie cosplayer Wannabe. to me. Absolutely. And I'm Absolutely. just like, like, we already had the thing. You know, we already had the the had it before. Yeah, if that makes sense. Like, and we had it like more authentically done, much more interesting. And the thing is, like every Harry Styles who is like a like a genuine fan of music, and who is not like just a racist white girl, can admit that it did not deserve to win Album of the Year. Like absolutely can not. Admit that I just like, think I for actually, me, and not even Beyonce being robbed. I thought Bad Bunny actually really got robbed. Yeah. And it was so funny because you knew Beyonce nor Bad Bunny were gonna win when they when they did um the dance category and that Latin pop category because they never um televised those categories. Before, Any category yeah. that you see them all of a sudden categorizing, um yeah. um not categorizing uh what's the word just like presenting online presenting yeah. on on like live not online sorry not live in, like, yeah. the, in like not in the pre show that's when you yeah. know. But that's true. Whatever. That's true. That's the end of the Grammys bullshit. Um, yeah, I mean, I just want to, like, say that, like, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like there's nothing else that Beyonce can do to win a Grammy for album of no. the year. 
like no. especially since like she should have won for lemonade she should have won for self she should have won for lemonade and self title like i will Absolutely. stand 10 toes down like okay yeah. she didn't win for count um for um b-day or like i am sasha fierce yeah no i get that fine whatever i get it but self-titled she literally changed the game of self-titled but okay fine you don't you don't want to give it to her for self-titled but lemonade yeah you that was impossible impossible absolutely so now i'm kind of like okay so beyonce and the fact that we saw those articles like every year people from the grammys secretly do these interviews and they always have the most bullshitty reason yep. about not oh beyonce already has so many grammys yeah she has a lot of fucking grammys because you guys don't don't want to give her the actual fucking grammy she deserves so you give her all yeah. of these other grammys may thinking like oh oh well you know now she's the most awarded doesn't matter what award she has like what what are you like? What are yeah. you even talking about at this point? You know. So I mean, I I think it's bullshit. I'm never watching the Grammys again. But shout out there. to Lizzo, girl. Lizzo, yeah, Lizzo was cute. Year. Lizzo was cute. Record and first black woman yeah. since Whitney Houston back in '95. I think they. Four. I think it was '94. '94 for the bodyguard, right? Yeah, for the bodyguard. Yeah. Crazy. That's insane. So shout out Lizzo. It. And shout out, like, Adele won an award, Bad Bunny won his award. I mean, like, hey. I respect, you know the thing, the thing with Bad Bunny, though, is I respect him so much as an artist because he was, he stands ten toes deep that he's not going to switch up and make, like, poppy music. You Like, I mean, he does make pop music, but you know what I'm saying? Like, he yeah. stands ten down that he's not going to go, like, full English and make, like, an English track. Like, and even his performance, like, he chose to perform, um, do like that mambo like type performance because he knows what he knew what they were trying to do to him, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I respect that. I respect that. <laughs> Did you see the me- somebody on Twitter is like <laughs> how Ben Affleck was translating for Jennifer? For- yes. <laughs> I was like, yes. I was really okay. funny. But anyways, moving on. Okay, from I the just Grammys. I just wanted to quickly come on here and ex- just <sighs> guys. I don't know what it is about fans these days in this era, um, but back in my day, you know, when I was a, la- a lad, a young lad, uh, we had, you know, categories for shipping. If you shipped canning ships, you went to the cannon shipper areas, or you stated that you were into cannon ships. If you shipped things that were unconventional, you mentioned that, and it was fine. Like, it was allowed to do, you were allowed to do whatever the hell you wanted. If you had head cannons about like characters that was like, you know, kind of crazy. Like, uh, I know, like Bonnie went to the moon or some shit. Like you could do that and it was fine because we all understood that these were fictional characters and that whatever happened on the TV show or the movie or the manga or the anime or whatever, like that happened, that exists, that is whatever it is. But you know, in fandom spaces, we're allowed to be imaginative. We're allowed yeah, you to can talk do whatever. So why is it in this day and age, people are so fucking upset over everything? Like, mostly I'm talking about Bleach, but I've also seen just like people like talking about archive of our own and stuff like that, which is a little weird and like the whole Fujoshi thing that's going on right now. So I'm just going to keep it like very, very simple. If somebody has a picture of Ichigo in the Stern Rider outfit or as a soul reaper like a captain why are people in the tag talking like oh this is so sick he would never oh you guys are so disgusting this is stupid like what it's a fictional character 
This is something that we consider like a normal headcanon, like a what if. Fucking Archie Comics does what ifs all the time. You don't see people talking about Archie is a 16 year old from Riverdale. Why would he be a spy? Like you don't see people doing that, okay? Like yeah, you know how so stupid, stupid you sound. So everybody knows Ichiriku fans, Ichigo and Rukia fans have been really big on the whole like adultery thing lately. It's it's actually like really fun. So <laughs> but like these canon shippers are so upset. <laughs> I'm like, bruh. Talking about, oh, I, you know, I hope somebody cheats on you in the real, in your life. So you understand what it feels like to be cheated on. And and like, I was like, Orihime is not a real character. Like, she's not a real person. She's a fictional character that was created. <laughs> like, <That's> what? Bad. <laughs> but the thing is, and the funny thing is too, like, even if it's canon and we say shit, like, like, I'm not like. I don't know, it's weird, because, like, obviously, you know, oh, I can say that all the time when they're like, oh, this person's gonna, like, fight this person. I was like, oh, he would never do that, but okay, living in your fan fiction. And it's like, yeah, that's what it is. It's living in your fan fiction. Like, it's not serious. Like, the only time that you want to come, like, the only time I'm like, like, oh, but this is what happened in canon is when it's like, you're trying to tell me, oh, this person is like this, and I'm like, oh, no, this isn't canon. You know what I'm saying? Like, what? I mean, if, if, like, if somebody was like, oh, Damon was never, like, a confederate soldier, I'd be like, um, actually, yeah, he was. That's canon. Or when they're, yeah, or when they're, like, or when they're like oh, Chuck never, um, Ch- Chuck was never an abuser. I'm like, what are you talking about? He literally tried to rape Jenny in the first episode. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, <laughs> like, they're, like, canon exists. Yes, we understand. Obviously, like, there's not as much evidence for a lot of things. Like, depends on who writes it, right? And who, like, I yeah. feel like there's, there's different levels of thing like going back to bleach okay yes we know what the end game ships are like everybody understands that this is what happens i I, people aren't happy or people are happy like whatever it's fine but if someone's like literally like i've noticed that since they noticed that the like canon shippers were getting really personally offended by this people started going overboard and putting out tweets like, you know, it's a good thing that Orihimi got a part-time job at a bakery. So now Ichigo has an excuse to go over and, and like, fuck Rukia or some <laughs> shit like that. Um, and, like, give her some sloppy whatever. Um, like, that literally was a tweet. never. And then, like, literally. Never. And, but, like, it's, it's so funny because people are, like, people are literally being, like, personally offended by it. And then you're kind of just, like, well, I'm, like, like, what's not allowed? Like, you guys are allowed to, because... Let, let's just like let's be honest like in terms of this there's very limited canon information we don't know like when they actually fall, fell in love we don't know what their first date was we don't know anything we just know that they got married and had a kid so by that logic <laughs> you can only prove to me that Ichigo and Orihime had sex one time to make that kid <laughs> like, you can't prove anything else to me at this point like if we're gonna like if we're gonna be real about it right now that's the only thing you can prove to me because when when we saw them in that one shot that happened after the series ended, where was Ichigo? Ichigo was at his friend's ramen shop eating ramen, talking about his wife's at home doing the house chores. Um, and like the only time he had any real like expression or like he looked excited was when he was like, oh, is Rukia there? That was like literally the only time he like came alive. He was just depressed mostly 
for that one shot. So I'm just like, listen, if we're gonna, if we're really gonna take it here, and if people are gonna be like all like crazy and weird about this shit and like head cannons, just like generic head cannons that have nothing to do with ships, mighty, that just have everything to do with just like being imaginative in this world, then we really are gonna have to go there. And mm-hmm. you know, not like this is also like. Even in the craziest era of TVD, we never had to deal with this shit. You know, like we can just ship Bonnie with Damon and people are like, oh, that's their best friend. Why would she would never do that? I'm like, yeah, but Damon dated Caroline before he dated Elena. So and then Caroline married Stefan after she dated Stefan after Elena and Stefan broke up. So like, why can't Bonnie do these things? And that <laughs> also, so, these are know, like teen shows. Like that's like the like yeah. every friend group fucks everybody like like these Absolutely. are just like things that happen which is why like anytime i start like a show like like anytime i start watching like a show like that and like you know a couple starts dating in the first episode i'm like yeah i'm not shipping you i'm not stupid i'm not new to this <laughs> i'm true to this shit like you know what honestly like i i love me some brucus right but like when lucas <laughs> cheated on brooke in first season one i was like hey Brooke, you knew they had a connection. Like, I'm sorry, I can't even be mad. I like, I love Brooke Davis so much, but I couldn't even be mad on her uh, on her behalf. Like, it's I was like, like, it's like it's, girl. right? Especially like when you're watching a show, right? And then it's like, oh, this like this person. Oh, it turns out that this is the person that um they've loved each other for a long time, but they're not dating. And then he starts dating some random chick, some random new chick, and I'm like, and you think I'm gonna you think I'm gonna sit and ship that when I know you're planning the long run long burn game with this come on now be serious listen i didn't even i didn't even get into brucus until season two when he was all jealous and crazy about the fact that she was dating (laughs) felix and like he was all in love with her and sad and pathetic that was when i got into brucus it wasn't even season one because i was like i'm not like once again we're not stupid we know lucas and peyton are the the couple like it's very evident here okay (laughs) so very evident so I just want people to unclench their butt cheeks and just let people enjoy what they enjoy. If you don't like it, block it, mute it, put things in your yeah. fucking like, you know, tags like that you don't want to follow. Like it's so easy to avoid the things that you don't like, but also maybe you should like, I don't know if you were that personally offended by head cannons, even like really basic generic head cannons then maybe that's something you need to work on is all i gotta say because it's kind of weird like it's honestly it is given very 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 weird um but also like i feel like a lot of people in this day and age are very like like i've seen like very like youngish people talking about like oh um it's a three-year difference and they're like 17 and, and like 19 or like 17 and 18 that that's wrong and i'm like uh i mean i was 17 and like you could be 18 and still in high school. Like, I don't know. I feel like some of these things are Wait, a bit... what? Sorry, what? Well, the se- yeah. like, okay, here's the thing. Like, the 17, yeah. 19, I'm like, mm, not the ideal, but like, I it's mean, not it's not ideal. But also, like, if they were dating each other from like, they were like 14, it's like, you know, you can see like that type of situation where it's like, yeah. oh, this 14 year old was dating the 16 year old. Um, which yeah. is, I mean, but like, whatever. Not like whatever, but like, you know, you can see like, in the context of this could happen like oh here's this little this um 14 year old that was dating the 16 year old because they hung out on some they were in school together at the same time and they started dating in school (laughs) but like the ones that like for me are like the 20 year old with like the 35 year olds and i'm just like like 
come on what you know it's it's also even just like a 20 year old i think with like high school like you know those like early college dudes who troll high schools for girls because they're pathetic and they can't date anybody they're pathetic and the thing is like it's so funny right like a freshman like those college freshmen and you would think okay they're college freshmen which means they're right they're like they're not far from being high school seniors but instead of them preying on a high school senior they want to date like a sophomore and a junior you know it's given really weird it is really giving weird honestly like i feel like i don't know i feel like there's like this real weird push for like puritanical ism Mm -hmm. but also like people are doing too much and i feel like it's it's like there's these two extremes that are fighting each other. Like and the I feel thing like, is like, cause like, yeah. The thing for me is like when it, when someone was like, oh, this twenty nine year old is dating a a thirty nine year old, like age gap, and I'm like, I mean, is it really though? Like, yes, it's an age gap, but like, that's like not like you know what I'm saying. Like for me, it's really when it's like a re- like for me, the thing that really creeps me out is when like the really really young people, yeah, are dating like are dating like, like Leonardo really DiCaprio's old. girlfriend is is nineteen. Yes. Like, you know what, like a 10-year age gap when you're 29 and 39 versus when you're 19 and 29, like, those are very different things. Very and I different think, things. You know what it is? I do believe, like, what I'm trying to do now is I'm trying to stop, like, generalizing because I feel mm-hmm. like that's what, like, your brain automatically does it because it's easy to understand things. But I feel like mm-hmm. in today's world, especially with so much knowledge and information being pumped at us at all times, it's very easy to generalize and, like, have a general opinion but I feel like nuance is definitely required like 95% of the time and people just don't have the capacity to do it because they're so quick to generalize. So like, they'll be like a 10 year difference is, is, is bad. It's wrong. It's, it's immoral. It's whatever. But I'm like a 19 ver- and, and a 29 year old is very different from a 29 year old and a 39 year old or even like a 39 year old and a 49 year old. Like those are very different things. You know what I mean? Very like, different age gap. Like, yeah. like I think, and that's the thing, like, like people don't add nuance to it, right? They just, immediately think oh age gap wrong but no what you need to think about is why your 16 year old granny had your grand why your granny was 16 when she had your grandma when she had your mother meanwhile your grandfather was 30 and in school and in and working that's those are the age gaps we're talking about those things you need to wonder about about. yeah (laughs) this is what i mean right and so that's why like i think it is definitely starting to affect fandoms in a lot of ways because people are just like really weird like with a lot of the things that they talk about and a lot of things that they don't like and they don't allow like oh how dare you like (laughs) there's um an uh ir like shipping like they're having like a fan week or whatever and it's all and like the topic is entangled so literally it's all it's just an excuse to write cheating fakes and like they're losing their shit like they're losing it because allegedly it's like their parents were cheating on each other or something or their boyfriend cheated on them. like that's how personal it is and i don't know like i just feel like listen i stand by what i say yeah cheating yeah. is wrong but but i can't let the chemistry not slap right right and that's why that's why i can be like peyton's a bitch <laughs> in, in season three or four was it season three or four season three when she kissed lucas when he was dating brooke yes that was a fucking bitch move i'm sorry like it really really was because she was with jake they were happy like why would she do that but but 
if Lucas and Brooke had fooled around behind her back, I would have been okay with it. Like, you know, sometimes the camera crew just has to allow for it. You just have like, you just have to saying. allow for it. Anyways. <laughs> And that's it. That's me. Yes, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Just had to get some things off our chests. You know, have a be. You guys love where we rant, so whatever. <laughs> right, right. Let us know what you guys think about these topics. I'm very interested. But anyways, yes, uh, you can reach us on Soju Chronicles at gmail.com or on Twitter at Soju Chronicles, where I'll be screaming about Naruto in the next couple of days because they're crazy and uh yeah we thank you guys for sticking with us it's probably like a two-hour episode so thanks for listening to all two hours and oh share with your friends you probably (laughs) (laughs) okay bye oh no if you have something to say you can say (laughs) no it's fine goodbye everybody my boss has decided that we're done so we're done (laughs) all right bye